Hi, this is John Ryan, and with me is Mike King with the uh, U.S. Handball Union. First event, uh, are you happy with uh, how things have run? Uh, yeah, no, extremely proud of uh, everything that uh, Mike Henson and L.A. have been able to do. Is happy to be involved with it. Um, great, uh, highly competitive matches, you know, more than a dozen teams out here playing great games and great play, great officiating. So, uh, yeah, we really couldn't be happier. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was here four years ago. It looks like the uh, not a beach handball expert, but seems to me like the, the caliber of teams is improving. And, and they also kind of mix things up a little bit, so that there was uh, uh, the teams were evener. There, there wasn't anybody really totally out of out of their league. Yeah, no, having been around some of the uh, national team camps for U.S. Beach, I see guys that are attending those camps pretty regularly on, like, three or four different teams on the men's side. You saw same thing on the women's side, three or four teams, plus two Canadian, you know, largely comprised the women's national teams here. So a lot of depth in both fields. It's really awesome. And, and you even got a little action. <laughs> yeah, the uh, free agent team needed a, a real free agent acquisition uh, for their fifth place game. Uh, they, uh, where the schedule broke out, they actually only had one game that they have to play for yesterday, so I don't blame them for not uh, all coming all the way back out to the beach for, for this afternoon, but I was happy to step in and get us fifth place. Where, where, where do you see beach handball? Uh, I mean, you, you started indoor game. I've, I'm always straight with people. I'm, I'm an indoor guy. I've kind of I've kind of warmed up to the beach game, but uh, where, where do you stand on the two different disciplines? Yeah, I mean, I think it comes naturally that it takes a long time to warm up to whichever side you didn't start on first. Um, it's the same as you, I you know, indoor person. But there's you know such huge opportunity with the accessibility from you know, comparative, say, facilities perspective with beach. Uh, so much more flexibility, a lot easier to introduce people to the game. And so I think what I see is hopefully the opportunity for free exchange across programs so that you know, as we try and build things, it, it brings, you know, rising tide raises all ships in that way. It's it's, its own discipline in its own right, um, and I think that whichever side raises faster raises everything faster together. Well, and as you get a little bit older, it might be... Yeah. Might be a little bit easier on the easier on the body. I feel pretty old right now, but uh, yeah, landing on the sand is much nicer than uh, I don't know if you. Yeah, you weren't in Minnesota last year where I broke my broke my face. There's about three things that happened out here today that would have gone worse than that if I wasn't landing on sand. So yeah, <laughs> that, that's for sure. Yeah. That's for sure. That's to me that's one of the, the positives. I think it is a game that you can play. I mean, Meek is out here and he's. Christ, he's my age, I think, you know, so he's playing well into his 50s. Oh, wow. Um, what, let's talk a little bit about uh, the handball union. Give yeah. me your give me your elevator speech uh, as, to, as to what the handball union is. Yeah, uh, I suppose the simplest way to put it is we're working to format a system that grows handball as quickly and as with as much quality as we can, and that's contributing to the U.S. handball ecosystem, which we hope is collaborative with a variety of people doing a lot of different things. Our ploy being to say, hey, let's give a lot of control to the clubs so that we can have lower cost of play, increased sharing of information so that you know clubs being axiomatic to how we get more people playing faster and creating more competitions, uh, really throwing our lot in with supporting them first and giving them operative control of the most key aspects of their own playing experience. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll play a little bit on the, on the devil's advocate side. Yeah. Uh, uh, do we need... I, I see. I see overlap. I mean, obviously, USA Team Handball has a lot of things that it does. Um, you guys are more focused 
kind of like what you said on, on competition and, and, and making that run smoothly. Yeah. Do we need, is it, is it ideal to have two organizations doing some of the same things? Well, it depends on how we define ideals. Like ideal in the best of all worlds where we have the economic wherewithal to, you know, resemble other federations with our, you know, employment and our ability to co-fund endeavors, then no, it wouldn't be ideal. But under the status quo, that's certainly why we're approaching this. We believe this is ideal as far as splitting up communication chains, manpower, and really specializing to try and be better at specific instances because we know we're not where we want to be in any specific bucket. So let's try and stop trying to fill all the buckets with one hose and find ways to maximize each thing independently while working collaborative. We're not meaning this isn't a breakup that's meant to be a shakeup that allows a more efficient assignment of responsibility. I, I hear you. Oh, of course. And it all sounds good, but uh, what, what do you say if I say that's, that's somewhat disingenuous? I say somewhat yeah. because it, it's, it's like a little bit of a we can't we all get along yeah and work together yeah. but at the same time it, it's to me it's hard to get away that there's a competitive factor it, it, there's it's two competing organizations at least at, in my mind right can, can you be both competing and collaborative no uh, which is why we're making every effort in the way that we approach these discussions and the way that we discuss with teams to keep that door of collaboration open. Because what we're trying to show is a fully pre-built option. It's one thing to convince somebody, like, hey, like this could be better. It's another thing to say, it's kind of untenable for you guys to try and handle this responsibility on your own. You can't talk your way through to the solution of having somebody feel like they're giving up on one aspect of the handball community. But if you come in with a ready-made solution, which is what we are, where we have we have the clubs, we have the personnel, we have the structure in place, now it's a ready-made solution. So I understand how it comes off because every like you said, everything's nice and tidy and sounds good until feelings are hurt and you know and you have to sort of acknowledge that this, you know, we couldn't do everything we set out to do. But once you realize that we're doing this in a way where we're trying to say, that's okay. That's It's the reality of the situation. It's blameless. Is that we're not doing this because you didn't do it. We're doing it because it doesn't make sense that you could. And we've seen that for five decades. And so we're hoping that that doesn't reflect personally on the people that are in charge of those decisions. At, obviously, as we're alluding to USA Team Handball right now, is that... You know, we're making the effort to have it be pre-built to make the solution simpler so that we spend less time on the talking about it part, which is where the feelings get hurt. I, I, I see what you're saying. Where, where, where do things stand now in terms of, of clubs and uh, memberships for the union? Uh, I mean... We expect within the next two weeks, as everyone gets um, you know moved over in preparation for Kentucky and Minnesota, we actually extended everyone here for uh, SoCal. They wanted help with the insurance, so we sort of bent over backwards to try and open up the insurance policy a week early. So everybody here, we did free memberships for the week since this is we weren't supposed to start till September first, beginning of the season. So we have 130 people here, but we won't pretend that that's the same thing as what we're talking about. Um, the expectation is is that based on the verbal commitments that we have right now in combination with the 11 or 12 clubs that have already paid their fees and are fully you know in we're going to have about 130 percent of what the clubs were actively participating in USA Team Handball right last year because the goal was always let's bring everybody under one common umbrella and that's a service that can be provided through something tailored to the clubs that can't be provided by an NGB that has 30 other responsibilities and two people to handle them all right and so 
that, that's that's part of the aspect that I was getting at in terms of in terms of competing. Yeah. Because clubs and members have to make a decision. Uh, I mean, they don't have to. They could they could do both. Yeah. They could, they could do neither. Um, but they're, they're kind of in a situation where um, yeah. sooner or later they're going to have to get off the fence and choose one or the other. That's exactly right. And we're and that's why I'm trying to. I could I could put on a much you know different approach to this interview and to have my conversations with clubs generally. Our goal is to not force clubs to make that choice. Our goal is to present the option to USA Team Handball and spare them, spare those clubs that choice and say, hey, we all have the same mission. Uh-huh. We know that it's not in service of that mission for us to be competing with each other. But it's our stance that based on what we've built, the success we've already had, the commitments we've already had, that it also isn't aligned with our mission for us to just stop. So that leaves us a pathway where there's still a ton of open ground for everybody to be developing all the things that we don't have. And so we're, we've had early conversations with that, um, and, and I think, um, yeah, I, I'm encouraged. I think we've, um, we've been able to have the conversation we've had without being... We haven't burned that bridge, and that's the most important thing so, is that we want so to keep the... And, and you're alluding to it. You, know, you actually had a uh, yeah. conversation yeah. with uh, Mike Wall, the uh, president of the... USA of Team Handball Board, Board of Directors. And, and Martin Brandt, yeah. the, the CEO. Yes, correct. And, and it was a frank, open conversation? Yeah, yeah, as you can imagine from those, anyone that's listening to this interview that knows me and you as well, this, they tend to be frank conversations. <laughs> uh, I take that tact uh, for the better and for worse, and fortunately it was very positive. I appreciate you know Martin and Michael's understanding because uh, you know we let off the top, which I was appreciative of, of hey, why'd you have to do it this way? Which I appreciate them not leaving that as an elephant for the in the room as because I understand that's where most of the hurt feelings are in all this. So that left us another 55 minutes to have a really productive conversation about what this could look like and why it's beneficial. So I, I'm encouraged by that, and I, and I think we all have. Uh, for clarification, when you say why did you have to do it this way, that was a quick conversation. Yeah, I know it's it's fairly straightforward. When the idea is you're trying to pitch the clubs that were on the outside of the sanctioned system altogether, which is 35% of indoor handball, more than 50% of handball altogether, you can't start with a permissive conversation with the organization they already opted out of, right? Like you can't say, hey, this is going to be different and better. Oh, but it's also the same because we checked with them first, right? Like so, that's that's not tenable from that perspective. We also know they would have never agreed to this. We would never talked our way through it. So it's, there's no point in you know having a conversation yeah, that never gone that way. Yeah. So and, and that's 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 kind of that was kind of my point initially. I think when we talked about before is like if you went immediate immediately to collaborative, none of this could have been set up. Yeah. Probably. No. And, and there's there are real advantages from being together in practice and separate on paper. Right now we are together on paper and separate in practice, and so you can't to have that conversation. It's so stark, right? This is such a stark change, and we know that this that's not something that, you know, talk about bureaucracy, talk about processes, right, talk right. about a volunteer board that, frankly, doesn't have the time to, and that's okay, because that's their, their structure is that as a non-working board, to try and move that through collaborative channels initially, for us to put in place the number of pillars that we've built over the last four weeks in U.S. Handball Union, while going and checking with everybody else it, first, it, what, it, it never would have happened. I appreciate you saying that because that was <laughs> that's. But, but, but I mean, I can see how somebody says like, oh, "I sure wish you had yeah. done it that way," no, because no. then, yeah, then uh, then USA Team Handball would not be in the yeah in the in the position that they are where. Uh, 
Well, there's some structural things that have to be discussed, and you guys have already started that discussion. Yeah, and uh, I understand, I grasp that certain discussions are happening now on a different timeline than they might have liked, and, and certain aspects of how they might have approached those discussions have changed. Uh, as you said, though, this isn't... There's no version of any sort of progress that looked like this where it wouldn't have been a growing pain. And there's no version of events now where we can go backwards. This is this is the world we, in which we live in now. The, the, yeah, it's it, it's a little bit of competitive. It's it could have been a lot more antagonistic, but there's no way to uh, speaking like from a USA team handball. There's no way for them to have a a positive view of another organization doing it. Sure, and and that's, like I said, we're trying to be cards on the table as much as possible and stay away from the antagonistic language because it's like, hey, on its face, we understand how every single movement like this must be initially interpreted. But then, how much good faith can we show to explain to you, look at all the other ways we could be doing this to show us that, you know, show the honesty and the, the fact that our missions truly are aligned. And that takes time because, again, like you said, everything, everything sounds good until there's hurt feelings and hurt feelings take time. Right. But that's, to me, that's the only bridge because I can draw, you know, we've had the financial conversation, we've had the practical conversation. It's really that back end of the level of trust that's necessary to collaborate on that level, and that's what we're working back to now. And unfortunately, that sort of soft breach of that trust and just taking the first step forward is now the only thing in the way of us taking the second step forward, but I remain confident that we'll be able to get on the same page. Well, and, and for folks that haven't been around, it's not the first time that other organizations have uh, arised come up in conflict with uh, the National Federation. And I can tell you, if you, they were even more in, and I'm not, I'm not saying you're being antagonistic, there was, I mean, they, they didn't, the two sides never even talked to each other in the past. So, yeah. I, I like it that you're talking, I like it that you're, you're recognizing the elephant in the room, but you're also saying there's a solution out there. Yeah. And I, I like to think that maybe, Maybe we'll get that. Yeah, no, me too. I think I think that the number one thing that we're working to try and explain to USA Team Handball and the people that have contributed to it, which I understand there's you know there's people that have been traveling all over the world this summer, for example, with national teams that feel a great degree of loyalty for ha- those opportunities, which is like, hey, none of that means to be detracted from. We want more to be there. This is not taking something out of USA Team Handball's pocket, and I can show you the figures on that. This is about taking something off of their plate so that clubs can build something better and that that should result in more creative, productive solutions and time spent on our national team programs, which ultimately is, for you and I, a primary you know, concern. And, and so it's like all, all of these plants need watering, and right now we don't have enough hoses to get to them all. Wow. Well, that, that was informative. Every, every time I talk to you, I learn uh, a little bit more. Uh, it's, like I, it's like I tell tell my friends, I've, I've got my lawn chair, i got the popcorn. We'll, we'll see how it all... All, uh, all uh, unfurls. Yes. Yeah. 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 No. I uh, honestly, I hope it's boring because the fewer fireworks, the more lossless <laughs> this whole step forward is going to be for our community. And so we're we're trying we're trying to keep this away from the whole powder keg thing that you might be describing as a spectacle. But some things happen. <laughs> so, well, you know, it's probably right to grab the popcorn. It, people people chafe. So we'll get there. All right. Well, Mike, thanks a lot. Yeah. And, my uh, pleasure. We'll talk more this season. Absolutely. Thank you.